The book of Luke, chapter 20, verses 41 through 21, 9. But he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box, and he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And he said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. And while some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, See that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Dad's Commentary For a pretense, make long prayers. Jesus offers a warning that we all need to hear. He addresses the scribes' desire to be admired and respected. They dress for success. They make sure that the way they dress communicates their importance and commands respect. They promote and delight in special greetings. One of the reasons I wish people didn't call me pastor. They desire the places of respect and attention in the synagogue, in the church as well as at social events in the community. Then he talks about how they devour widows' houses. There are several possibilities as to what this means, but you get the underlying point. They take advantage of those who are vulnerable and needy. Then Jesus says, For a pretense, make long prayers. That means that they pray long, eloquent prayers in order to impress others. I think we, as mature Christians, must be careful about this one. Too often we approach prayer with our primary concern being what others will think of us. We might be afraid to sound foolish, or we might work to sound spiritual, using big religious words and long quotes. Whatever the case, if we approach any prayer with a concern for what others think, we have already missed the mark. I often start my praying by silently asking the Holy Spirit to give me the prayer He wants me to pray. I also often pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead someone else to pray the things that are placed on my heart and wait. If no one else prays for those things, then I will pray for them. Whenever we pray in public, our goal should be to speak to God like we normally speak to Him when we are talking to Him alone. Even when we are leading others in prayer, God is our primary audience and concern.
Mom's Commentary on Giving Sacrificially The rich gave out of their surplus, while the widow gave out of her poverty, putting in all she had to live on. Surplus indicates that all their needs and wants were already met, and they were just giving a bit of their extra income. The widow gave her all, completely trusting the Lord to meet even her most basic needs. God provides for us, not for us to hoard it all and live comfortably, but for us to give and be a blessing to others in Christ's name. We also see this mentality with volunteers. Some churchgoers think that they have met the serving requirement by helping in just one or two simple ways. But we are called to give sacrificially with not just our finances, but of our time and our talents. We are called to be part of the body, like a close-knit family, to know what's going on and meet the needs, to encourage and support each other, to pray for our leaders, to disciple others, to be a light in our communities, and to work in the nursery. Capitalism rewards those who work hard at their jobs, and we want to have a great work ethic, but we must not forget to, forget to live for Christ in all things. All that we have is by God's hand. How cool would it be to be his conduit through which he is able to accomplish his goals and expand his kingdom? My Commentary In chapter 21, verses 5 through 9, this is a significant statement. Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple, probably one of the most devastating things to happen to the Israelites steeped in religion in history. You think that the temple represented God dwelling with man. And what the Israelites would not have understood here, what the Pharisees definitely could not understand here, is that the temple would be destroyed, but God would create new temples and take up a residence in the hearts of every man, woman, and child who would accept his son. They, they didn't understand. They asked him, Teacher, when will these things be? What is the sign when these things are about to take place? And Jesus says, You'll hear wars, tumults, but don't be terrified, for these things must take place. How could they not be terrified when the connection between themselves and the Almighty Ruler of the universe is about to be severed? They couldn't understand what Jesus was doing. Behold, I am doing a new thing, is what the Lord says. 